And we're back with another episode of Tower After Hours. We have an interesting, potentially divisive topic today for you listeners. We're talking about the AI chat box that has taken the world by storm. It's ChatGPT. Uh, if you're anything like me and was a little hesitant to give it a chance, you might have asked yourself, what is ChatGPT? Here's a little crash course for those of you who have not who are not yet up to speed. It stands for Chat Generative Pre-trained Transformer. That's a mouthful. It's an AI chatbot developed by OpenAI that uses natural language processing in a neural network architecture to recall information using its own intellect, something no other form of AI has been able to achieve up to this point. Today, we're breaking down how this powerful tool is going to affect the marketing world for better or for worse. Joining us to talk is the OG content queen here at Tower, Ms. Grace Hurst. Grace, welcome. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about your role here at Tower? Well, hi. Thanks for having me. Uh, so I'm Grace, as you said. I'm the content marketing team lead here at Tower. So I work with six of our specialists, and we do everything from email to automation to any kind of content with words anywhere on a site, on a blog, you name it. We do social media. We're everywhere and anywhere. Uh, so that's a lot of fun. And I'm very excited to be here talking about this today because obviously ChatGPT has a huge influence on the work that we do. Oh, yeah. So I guess just to kick it off, what are our thoughts on ChatGPT? Do we love it? Do we hate it? Do we have mixed emotions? I feel like I've mixed, mixed emotions. Um, I also didn't really know that much about it before taking it into this perspective, but I definitely have seen a lot of pros and cons. I'm not going to start using it every single day of my life <laughs> for every single aspect of my life, um, but I think there's a lot of advantages that can really help us as marketers or content writers and a lot of other industries too, which I feel like right now we're focusing a lot on marketing, but... I'm sure that this will spread to a lot of other industries as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it's, I'm with you. I think it's great. Um, just hold on a second. I'm going to ask chat GPT what I should yeah. say to answer this question. <laughs> I think like anything, we're going to get into some of the nuances of it. I think it's a great tool. Uh, I do think there are probably some downsides to it. So it's like anything else in life. It requires caution and critical thinking, which I think we'll be jumping into some of that. Yeah, I um, personally didn't touch it for the longest time until we had uh, a content team training and you showed us some of the cool things that ChatGPT actually did. And even then I was still a little hesitant because I think it is a really powerful tool, but it, it is a little scary to me <laughs> because like how can a, a technology think and like be so quick and answer these questions and like answer follow-up questions that's that's what was like the biggest thing to me is like it has the knowledge to respond to a question that you ask related to the previous answer I don't know yeah so how as marketers can we use chat GPT to our advantage yeah um, I actually did a little experiment with Miss ChatGPT. Okay. So <laughs> I pretty much went in and asked for relevant keywords for a blog about LinkedIn advertising. And it gave me about 15 keywords. And to my 
initial knowledge. They looked relevant. They looked like I could use them. Something I should have done is I should have compared them to what our SEO team gave me and see if they were any similarities. Um, But then I also asked it for, I, especially for me, I feel like in the content process, not something I find super annoying, but something that can sometimes hold, be a longer process is finding external links. Yeah. Um, So then I asked ChatGPT, can you give me five blog links that are relevant to LinkedIn advertising? And I don't know if I didn't word the question right or it didn't really understand, but it gave me like blog posts about LinkedIn advertising, which I obviously cannot use in my blog about LinkedIn advertising. So that was like an initial starting point, but also those blogs would then give me ideas for like what structure I want or like what I want to include in mine, but not something that they include, but I want to include or stuff like that. So I think the advantage and something that marketers can use it as is a starting point, but again, you're going to have to like use your personal touch and kind of form those things how you think they're relevant. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like that you were messing with it because I know that's something I touched on earlier in the year with that meeting when we were talking about it. The advantage of starting to use it now is that you learn what you need to input to get the output that you want because it isn't easy. There are certain things that you're going to ask and you might not get what you need. And the more you can start to learn how to work with these tools Mm -hmm. and the more sophisticated that they continue getting, um, you're just going to have an advantage over other marketers who haven't adapted them at all. Yeah, Yeah. that's true. For sure. I know uh, another benefit that I see in this technology is um, using it for editing can be helpful if you have something say even like a short marketing piece you're creating and through the review process it comes back can this be a little more formal can it be can the tone be warmer you know those are some examples you can spit your content in there and ask for ideas and say hey can you make this a little warmer can you make this a little more formal um some of what i've gotten back in trying that out hasn't always been the direction I go, but I think it's really useful for brainstorming and getting some ideas. Um, another example, like if you're working on an email and you want to find different sign-offs, right? Sure, you could sit and brainstorm, but it speeds up the process to be like, hey, chat GPT, what are some sign-offs I can use that sound formal and professional? And then you get a group and then you can say, hey, can I have some more? And yeah. Get another wow. group. So I never, yeah, I didn't think of using it like helpful that. Helpful in that direction, I think, yeah. for marketers. Yeah. yeah. That's a good point because I feel like recently I've been Googling a lot, like, other ways to use a learn more call to action. Like, what else can I say other than learn more? Yeah. And I never thought about using chat GPT. Hey, give me a list of call to actions. Yeah. Smart. Yeah, that's a really good idea. I mean, I that's one of its benefits is it is smart <laughs> and like I I saw an article published um or not an article an interview published by CNN their business and politics correspondent met with a CEO of a medical company who had chat GPT take three different versions of the U.S. medical licensing exam and it passed all three that's wild. so like that's gonna be like groundbreaking for people in the medical industry yeah I mean but more relevant to ours, I mean, just being able to ask it those questions, how do I say this in a different way? How can I make this more formal? I just never even thought of like, oh, that's something that I could ask and it understands and will respond to it. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously it has some fine tuning to do, but just, I mean, it's, it really is crazy. I can't. Yeah. It's faster than you going to Google, getting a list yeah. of phrases. Yeah. Looking and then thinking, okay, I'm going to look at two or three more of these lists. Yeah. Right? right. Instead of going out to different sites, it's all happening in that one conversation. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like it's so vast too. Like we just can't even comprehend like all of its capabilities right now because oh, like yeah. even in this conversation I feel like I'm thinking of new ways to yeah, use I know. it now I'm thinking <laughs> about like, like content yeah. audits like yeah. looking yeah. at competitors trying to see di- like I don't know if that's something that maybe it could maybe we could yeah. try to use it like yeah the external links thing is super interesting to yeah. me I think like you said it didn't quite give you what you wanted but the minute you figure out how to get that out of it yeah. wow that speeds up a lot yeah <laughs> yeah and I feel like yeah, like how you phrase it to make sure like you're not getting, oh, this is just like what I'm trying to write rather than like I need to support this idea with external links. Mm-hmm. So yeah, once you figure out phrasing and like how to interact with it, I feel like it's powerful. The one time that I did, I used it to sort of like for that idea, I was writing a blog on a topic that the keywords weren't really coming up with content that I needed that was related to specifically like the niche we were trying to fit. And so I used ChatGPT and I asked it, like, can you give me some background on this topic? It was crew management, crew travel management. And a lot of them were more, like, corporate related and not so much, like, work crews. So ChatGPT gave me a little bit of a background. And then from there, I was able, I did find a link and I was able to get some more information to really, like, get the blog rolling because I was sitting there just staring at my screen like how am I gonna find enough information to find this so that was like a success story I think and for me because I was at that time very like "Mm, I don't know about this it's too good to be true but I think from that experience it did sort of shift my perspective so yeah Mm -hmm. well saying is it too good to be true is it really too good to be true because there are disadvantages Maybe the the elephant in the room that we can't not address is that it still is sometimes incorrect and factually wrong. So yes, it can take these medical tests. Yes, it can give us some good information for research, Mm -hmm. but it's definitely not reliable enough to actually be a credible resource at Mm -hmm. the moment. Definitely, I like it for that brainstorming tool. But if you're a marketer using it with the expectation that everything it gives you is true, yeah. you might run into some problems. I know I've seen uh, other marketers who have caught it giving false information in the middle of true mm-hmm. information. Yeah. And they had to poke the system a little bit to get chat GPT to admit, oh, I made that example up or yeah. that concept to illustrate what you're looking into. But it, it wasn't obvious. They only knew because they had expertise on yeah. the subject. <laughs> So that's a little scary. You got to be really careful how you're implementing it into your workflow. Yeah, that's true. Because then in a sense, you're creating extra work for yourself by thinking like, is that actually right? Like I now need to go. Do I need to go fact check this information? That's a good point. So not using it verbatim. That's actually an interesting point. Do you think that this is kind of going into the future, but how we're talking about linking. Imagine in the future, we're just like linking to a chat GPT conversation, like in our content. And it's like, oh my word, this is where we got the information. It's crazy, but I could see it. Yeah. yeah. Just like thinking like, oh, wow, that's the future. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, disadvantages. 
So you also talked about kind of the process of AI, and I feel like that's something that isn't as talked about. Um, I think it's obvious, not obvious, but maybe more known that, yes, this is still a learning tool. Like, it's still learning. It's still innovating itself. But the background of ChatGPT or, like, the AI world, I know you have some information about that. Like, how does the AI platform become its AI platform and how that is a big disadvantage? Going back, the Time magazine did a piece on this kind of system that's behind the scenes, right? It, it's almost like the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. He's behind the curtain. There's actually a lot behind the curtain that I don't see mainstream pe- media or stories or posts on LinkedIn talking about. And for me, it was fascinating because I think we should be more informed of what we consume, right? And that's something that has happened with clothing. It's happened uh, with products. We need to do the same thing with tools like this. Mm -hmm. When it comes to ChatGPT, they were actually outsourcing work to a firm in Kenya and paying people to comb through hours and days worth of extremely, extremely graphic and offensive content Mm -hmm. with the goal that these people were training the system. So, I mean, I'm not sure how how much you both know about this. Obviously, humans did build AI. Yes, it can do a lot now, and ChatGPT has opened a lot of eyes to that, but it still requires training from humans to be able to go on and do some of that work. So, basically, they were outsourcing the work somewhere where it was going to be cheaper economically for their company, Mm -hmm. and that happened to be Kenya. And they were paying these people to look at all this graphic content to teach the AI what is bad, essentially, so that it can flag that. Because people are going to use this tool for bad, just like they're going to use it for good. And I think the problem I have with that, though, what kind of damage are you doing to these workers? Because they actually ended that contract early. Yeah there were uh, concerns over the health of these employees because they were looking at some really terrible stuff. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, there was even content slipped in there that was considered illegal by U.S. standards. If we're talking about, like, children, anything was on the table, um, whether it was abuse, human trafficking, slavery, anything. And they were paying people to look at that and train the AI system. So... For me, it put a really human touch onto this. I think a lot of times it's like, wow, it's so powerful. Look at what it does on its own. While we're ignoring what happened behind the scenes to workers in what I would say are still developing nations, isn't it interesting that we're right back where we started from? Like Historically speaking, we were exploiting those nations for goods in the past. And I see a similar trend happening with technology and these tech companies aren't being transparent about that yeah so it's heavy but i think it is important ultimately we can hold them responsible for that yeah so i i could go on the soapbox all day (laughs) but i think for me too they're not the first to do it facebook technically did the same they actually hired workers in i don't know if it was kenya specifically but firms like this they've hired them to go through offensive content to basically market and teach their systems. So it's not the first time it's happened. Yeah. yeah. But I think it's concerning. Um, often, you know, I grew up with social media, like it wasn't always around for me. 
And I, I have seen it all unfold, right? Like from the beginning when it was new and sparkly and fun to a decade later when there were consequences and problems. And a lot of that came from the model that the tech industry uses. You got to work fast because you have to be the first mm -hmm. to get it out. You make that innovation and then you reach your goal, right? People are using it. You're making money off of it. But all these ethics behind the scenes tend to get left in the dust until they become an actual problem that we can't ignore. Yeah. I've seen it happen with a lot of social networks. And I think that it's a good lesson when it comes to AI tools like yeah. ChatGPT. Yeah, Absolutely. for sure. That's interesting because... You don't hear about it as much in the technology industry, but I like you were saying in like the clothing industry and like those stores, like those stores have been called out for like these mm -hmm. ethical issues that they're doing behind the scenes. So I feel like the same same standard. Like, yeah, why are we not holding yeah, them to other the companies standard. accountable? For yeah, sure, it's it's out of sight and out of mind yeah. until we have people going in and telling stories like that and pulling back that curtain, mm -hmm. but. The responsibility is for us as consumers too, right? Like it's a cool tool, it's neat, but we also have power to hold these companies accountable for how they're arriving to some of those yeah. outcomes. For sure. Yeah, definitely. That's deep. Yeah, <laughs> that's what that really was. <laughs> you know, a fluffier example though. I also, again, looking at the cons, um, people can figure out how to use it for bad things as well, right? Yeah. So chat GPT, you can use it to write code you can also use it to write malicious code. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And scams and yeah. all kinds of kind of nefarious uses. So I'm not saying everybody is doing that. And I know that these companies are actively trying to train the system so it, it does not yeah. aid those kinds of intent. Mm -hmm. But people will still find a way to get in and break it. Yeah. And that's too because anyone can access ChatGPT. As a, yeah. I think as of now, there's no sort of restriction yeah. on people who can use it. So. Like, Mm -hmm. it's like okay I do this on my company time but afterwards like yeah. I can still be using it and doing it and right. yeah I don't know I think one of the main reasons I'm a little bit wary of it is um I I keep thinking so it can give you code it can help you figure out how to design a website it could help you put together an entire marketing campaign it could help you write all the content you need to go on your site like that's really great, I feel. Like, it's great that there's a tool that can help you with that, but the concept of, like, solo entrepreneurs or, like, I don't know, like, are they going to be using this to structure their whole sort of, like, <laughs> yeah. identity yeah. and then try to find clients and they can put together a good campaign, but do they understand what it means? Yeah. Like, are they, I, I just feel like it's kind of, are we going to lose the, like, critical part of, like, okay, well, why am I doing this? Because you could ask it why, but, like, once you have the answer, is someone going to take the next step and be like, okay, I want to understand why I should do this? So mm -hmm. that's sort of where my main concern is, is that we're going to steer away from, being able to critically analyze why, okay, why is this information relevant? Why is why do I do it this way? Mm -hmm. Which I think is something powerful that right now, like we provide our clients, we help them understand with our reports at the end of the month. Like we help them understand why we're doing what we're doing, yeah, um, and why it's a good investment. So I don't know. That's my biggest concern right now is that it'll be used for sort of 
like freelancers, which isn't a bad thing, but when you're structuring your whole yeah. <laughs> career on it or whole business, I, sure. I just feel like there's some hesitancy. Well, there. and it's, it's taking information that it's been fed mm-hmm. and kind of stringing that together to give you an output. Mm-hmm. So when you start to get into things like voice and tone, it's not really great at that. Like yeah. I used that earlier example where I was asking it, like, give me greetings that are warm and friendly. Like it'll get there, but it can't fully go into those areas of creation yeah. as well yet. And on the flip side, if it's giving you that, what is it giving your competitors when they're in there right. asking the same questions, getting the same terms? You almost start to lose that unique edge mm-hmm. to the point where like all your content could just sound like run of the mill, yeah. right? which is exactly. a problem, right? Because then it's harder to stand out and develop your brand right? and really execute effective content. Yeah. I think originality is very important in content. And I think that's where we as marketers come in. And I know when first ChatGPT first came out, everyone was like, OMG, like, is it going to steal my job? Am I yeah. going to like, they're <laughs> just not going to need writers <laughs> anymore. But I promise like, like what you were saying, like if that is how it ends up, nothing will be original, nothing will be unique. Like yeah. our world just be like reading the same thing every single time and mm-hmm. you're not going to have much engagement or interaction with that. So I think that's like the silver lining of like this takeaway is that we have to also input our mm-hmm. personal experiences, our tone, our voice or your client's tone and voice mm-hmm. to make it. So it doesn't sound like you're coming from an AI perspective. So we're not all robots. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that's kind of like the future. Where do you guys see the future of ChatGPT, say like five years from now, even like a year from now? Because we know that technology is constantly evolving and changing. Where are we going with ChatGPT? I keep coming back to the idea, use it as a tool, not as a worker. Yeah, that's good. So there are things that it probably can take over from jobs. I think some of those really manual tasks or um, lower meaning kind of activities that we do, it could definitely in the future handle some of those or speed them up. But I think that also leaves more time for us to do what I'll call deep work, work that does require that critical thinking, that forward future thinking. Um, And so that's why it's a tool. It's not a worker, especially for companies who are thinking, oh, like let's replace our team with this. Mm -hmm. What happens if we as a society agree to use tools that check against AI writing and you've built your whole marketing strategy on it? You're kind of screwed. So we don't know yet. We don't know what direction we're going to go and when we're going to determine it's appropriate to use and when it's inappropriate to use but I think putting all of your eggs in one basket right now could shoot you in the foot later so adapt it in the way that people did with computers right they didn't replace people in the workforce they became a tool to help the workforce same deal with this yeah I also think maybe there will be some sort of restriction around either like who can use it or where it can be used because I think just because of how much information it is able to take in and shoot back answers I think there are going to be some cases where maybe like in education like Mm -hmm. obviously it's a good one like 
and higher education especially like yeah people can't be using this to help them get their degree like that we still have to maintain our own intelligence Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. so I'm wondering if maybe there will be some sort of restriction in that aspect that's a good point. Our brains would become mush. Yeah. If we just all we relied on mush. chat GPT. No mush. And also, like, that touches on the critical thinking piece again. Yeah. yeah. It's a valuable skill. I think looking back at what I was saying earlier, too, the people who create these tools have a lot of power, mm-hmm. right? And we understand that based on how they program it, that is the bias that the tool is going to carry out into right. the world, yeah. to be honest. Um, There have already been instances where people have noticed an AI tool is implementing a racist outcome or a sexist outcome. Some of that is because if they've trained it to look at historical data, it can't take into Mm -hmm. mind some of the societal structures that led to that inequality. So that's an example, though. Again, we need to understand who's putting the tool out there and we need to hold them accountable. And then we also need to think critically about the output yeah. to make sure that it is giving us something valuable and not harmful to mm-hmm. other people. Yeah, definitely. So I know that's broader than marketing, but again, that goes hand in hand. Like you're getting your education, yeah. you're learning those skills. That's important so that as more tools unfold, you can look at them and you can say, yes, I think that's doing good yeah. in what I do. Or you can look at it and say, I think that might be harmful and we need to hold them accountable and discuss how it can evolve. Definitely. So yeah, so that is our take on ChatGPT. We would love to hear your take. You can comment on our website at towermarketing.net and listen to it there. You can also listen to us on SoundCloud. And we're excited to see where ChatGPT goes in the future, how you guys are using it, how we end up using it in the future, and all that jazz. Our podcast comes out the last Thursday of every month. So until then, we hope you have a great spring, a great Easter. Warm weather is coming. We're excited. We're out of the office before it's dark. That is, yes. We love it. (laughs) Yes. Start walking during your lunch breaks after work, whenever. Get outside. Yeah. Be active. Stay active. Keep that mind sharp. Yes. (laughs) No no brain mush. No brain mush. (laughs) Please. All right. We're out. See ya. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.